0: Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. How's it going tonight? Everyone good? So Labor Day weekend of my junior year, some of my friends and I decided to take a day trip out to Duluth. We decided on Saturday night that we we're going to be leaving bright and early Sunday morning, and that was all the planning that went into that trip. And with, with the lack of this planning, we didn't think about anything. What we're going to see, where we're going to go, what the weather is going to be like. We just thought, let's have a fun day with our friends up at Lake Superior, and that sounds good. The day is going well. We went to dinner. Um, after dinner, we're at Canal Park, um, and then we started to see some dark, ominous clouds rolling in. And I go up and talk to my friend Cody. Uh, to see if he thought we should be leaving soon. And he looked at the radar on his phone and said, you know, as long as we leave within the next half an hour or so, we can stay ahead of the storm and outrun it. And I was like, okay, great. That sounds like a good plan. Looking back on it, anytime the words outrunning a storm is in the plan, it's not a good one. So um, we do decide to leave pretty quickly on within the next five minutes. Um, But then as we're driving, it instantly becomes pitch black. And there's an intense downpour. We can't even see a few inches in front of us and then uh, we start to hydroplane and the car begins to spin. The car is spinning over and over and over again and I just remember seeing a blur and being filled with an overwhelming amount of fear. Thankfully, the car straightens out without any damage done um, and we continue driving at a much slower pace. But we also had this overwhelming sense of fear and sat silent for the rest of the time. And my guess is some of you have been in that boat. You've been there, either you're there right now or you have been there in the past, that something has happened to you or someone you love that came out of nowhere and the perfect storm hit you and you were stunned. You felt stranded and you cried out to God, God, where are you? God, do you know what I'm dealing with? And maybe your storm was a tuition bill that has a deadline coming closer and closer, and you don't know when you're actually going to get the money to pay for it. Or maybe it's a strained relationship with someone in your family, and the silence has turned into this constant doubt that maybe a healthy relationship isn't actually in the cards anymore. Or maybe it's the uncertainty of what's next. You are finishing up a chapter in your life, you're constantly asked multiple times a day, what's next? What are you going to do with your life? And the lack of direction is becoming more and more overwhelming. But the real question here is what's keeping you up at night? And for some of you, it's easy and it's, it's fear. It's fear of the uncertain, panic about what was or wasn't said, dread as deadlines and due dates come closer. And the reason you're feeling it is because you're not prepared for the storm in your life which makes Jesus' two most often repeated words in the New Testament seem so out of touch. 21 times in the Gospels, Jesus says in some form of this imperative, fear not. Fear not, do not be afraid, take heart, have courage. So the two most common word command that Jesus, from Jesus, wasn't love God or hate evil or attend church or stop whining or love others, no, 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 it was fear not. And to which we say, are you kidding me, Jesus? (laughs) Do you have any idea what's going on in in my world right now? And how many of you have ever thought that? You can be honest, because we're not sure what the world of the first century that Jesus lived in was like, but we know our world. A world that is filled with violence, anger, broken relationships, illness, jealousy, lies, and the list goes on and on. And if you're anything like me, Instead of thinking, fear not, you often jump to the two words instead, freak out. (laughs) And is it possible for you and me to live a fearless life? Especially when the unexpected storms of life come our way. And believe it or not, we can. And in Mark 4, it says, starting at verse 35, as evening said, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. What? The disciples are screaming, and what's Jesus doing? Dreaming. Thunder is roaring, and what's Jesus doing? Snoring. We laugh at this, but this is the exact reason why we often cry out to God in frustration in the midst of these seasons. Jesus is seemingly taking a siesta while you're taking a beating, fighting down the perfect storm, and you feel as though Jesus has let you down. Verse verse 38 continues, The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? We have to pause here because right here is a lesson that I want to sink in, and it's this. Fear corrodes our confidence in God's goodness. What fear can do is turn us into doubters and skeptics, and it dulls our memory. We forget everything that God has done already. We start asking the same question that the disciples did. Jesus, I'm sinking here while you're sleeping there. Do you know what's happening at school, what's happening inside my house God, do you know how lonely I am? Do you know how lost I am? And God, do you care? Verse verse 39 continues, When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Jesus in this moment awakes to a dozen pairs of faithless, bloodshot eyes with terror and he speaks first to the winds and waves, kind of like a parent speaks to an unruly child that is playing a little too loudly in the house, silence, be still. That's it. He says three words and immediately the rough housing stops. The sails fall limp, the boat ceases to rock, the storm departs without so much as a word or a whimper, and now Jesus turns and speaks to his disciples. And verse 40 continues, then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Verse 40 contains a very important word, and that's the word still. Do you, Jesus asks, still have no faith? That word still implies something, that Jesus and these guys had a relationship. They'd spent time together. They had a history with Jesus, and they had a front row row seat watching Jesus flex his God muscles, and they should have known something, and so should many of us. And here it is, that if Jesus is in your boat, You have nothing to fear. You see, the issue isn't the size of the storm that's blown unexpectedly into your life. The only issue is who's in the boat with you. And the disciples in Mark 4, to give them some credit for asking the right question, in verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this man? Who is this guy that sleeps through tsunamis and then silences them in three words? And friends, it's all about the identity of the guy in this boat and whether or not he's in there with you. So is he. Is Jesus in your boat? And you know, our problem with unexpected storms is that when these happen, we shrink Jesus down to our size. We take our eyes off the size of our Savior and focus on the size of our storm. And in doing so, we forget just how big, strong, caring the one who resides with us in our boat really is. We forget that he's bigger than the storms, and we forget that he allows storms into our lives to make our faith stronger. Does he care about us in the middle of the storm? Of course he does. But he cares about our character more than our comfort. And could he say three words and have our storms subside? Of course he could, but maybe has a bigger purpose in allowing that storm to rock our world. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 46.10, which says, God says, be still and know that I am God. Do you find it easy to be still when storms hit you? Our natural tendency is to run, to freak, to flail, to panic, to scream, but God says, do the opposite. Be still literally means cease striving or relax. And the picture that phrase points is a person who literally does nothing, just stands with their arms at their side and does nothing. And in just a little bit, we're going to be entering into a time of prayer. And when we do, I want you to think about what's keeping you up at night. What's your storm? What dark clouds do you see on the horizon? Go ahead, focus on those storms and feel that fear and feel that uncertainty. But now I want you to close your eyes. Visualize Jesus in the boat with you. Stare at him for a moment. Think about his power. Listen to him rebuke the storm. Silence. Be still. Now some of you here today feel like Jesus is asleep and unaware of what you're going through, and I believe that God brought you here today so you could hear him say, I know. I know, I know I am with you. Do not be afraid. So if you would, would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for being in the boats with us. Lord, I I know that we're all going through some sort of storm in our lives, but Lord, I ask that reminder of you being in the boat can provide some comfort. Lord, I ask that you're with every single person in this room and the entire Concordia community, and I thank you for the blessings that you have given us so far, and I ask that you continue to walk with us in the midst of every season we're in. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right. Thanks, Paige. Now we're going to enter into a time of prayer. Um, As many of you know, at 908, we value praying in groups. So um, if you're comfortable, get with a couple people around you and um, think about those storms. This time is yours. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.